Well, hello, hello, everybody. How are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas, host of the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, also known as the show you're listening to right now. This is the intro portion of the show. And before I even get started, I want to say thank you very much. This is episode number 190. And you made episode 189 very, very popular. It's actually climbing up the all-time list. The last uh, last time I checked, uh, it was, I don't know, it was either 6, 7, or 8 all-time. I don't know what's going on, but apparently there's a lot no, lot of new people listening and a lot of my old, old beautiful bastards that have been here for the whole two years have been keeping up the good work and spreading spreading the word and listening to everything and downloading everything. And, and I know I say it every week, but I really do appreciate it. You know, when you do this kind of thing, when I started out doing this, you know, obviously I, was, I did a few episodes where there were zero listeners and now that there are you know, thousands of people listening, that feels really, really good. And, uh, and to, the, to those of you that have been here the whole time, um, much love to you and to the new people, new love to you. Um, uh, I was going to uh, supposedly uh, record an episode of the Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks podcast on the 21st. I, I've been telling you about that, but unfortunately they had some kind of scheduling snafu. So we're going to have to reschedule that and do that at another time. So when that time comes, I will let all of you beautiful bastards know when I'm going to be on the show. But it doesn't matter whether I'm on the show or not. Go listen to the Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks podcast anyway, because I like them and their names are Neil Cianata I know it's Neil C. and Annalise, but I like to change the way people's names are pronounced. Also, special shout out to one of my top bastards at Twitter Hero on Twitter. And when you go and follow him, and you better, it's at Twitter Hero, but there's only one T in the Twitter part of his name. Why one T? Because he doesn't like coffee. <laughs> I'm running out of ways to do that. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, special shout out to the Naked Porch podcast, the, as I like to know, call them, tuna hating, tuna hoagie hating bastards. Special shout out to Music and Beer, Cordy Mendoza, um, and uh, the Salty Language podcast, which I, I was on a little while ago. Much love to you guys. Thank you very much. And if I didn't get to you this time, I do a show every week. I'm going to shout everybody out. I didn't forget you. I didn't forget you. I just, I just kind of mix it up a little bit. Okay. Don't be upset, okay? Because I, I remember that there's a couple of people that I probably forgot to mention in the intro here. And I know there's a couple of dudes out front of my house right now punching the inside of their palms. And I don't owe anybody any money. So I'm kind of getting the feeling that if I don't mention everybody that I, I, I want to mention, the people that I, that I have, you know, want to give a shout out to, that sometimes they send ruffians over to the house to beat me up and I don't appreciate it. So I promise whatever, if I didn't get around to thanking you and shouting you out this week, I, I'm telling you, I do a weekly show. I will get around to it. And apparently, oh, 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 these two dudes who are punching their hands and pointing at me and making the eye punching the eye motions. They apparently just got texts from the people that I forgot and they're now leaving. Thank you. I'm glad you sent a message out to the people that were going to beat me down for not shouting out everybody. I'll get around to it. You know, I'm going to do it. OK, none of that actually happened, but you get the point. <laughs> Uh, once again, it's like I said, in all seriousness, I want to thank you guys. Now, I'm about to do episode number 190. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready to hear me talk about stupid crap for approximately an hour? Of course you are. So that means I only have one more thing to do. And what is that? I'm going to have to roll that theme song now. Go. S. S. Anthony Thomas. 
All right, my friends, let's talk about a little something interesting here. Uh, Friends of mine that I know that are not in show business always come up to me and ask me uh, what it's like to go to an audition. And and they act like it's some kind of really weird, scary thing. And I keep telling them, I said, just because you're not in show business doesn't mean you don't know what it's like to go to an audition. An audition is nothing more than it's just another person who has a little bit more power than you do, who has the ability to shut you down if you don't meet their standards. And of course, their standards are going to be a little higher than yours or a little different than yours. But because they have power over you, that means their standards, I guess, in their mind are higher than your standards and that's what it's like to go to an audition it's no different than anything else you want to know what it's like to go to an audition I'll give you an example for my regular life my real life life right now before the end of this month when I get a chance I'm gonna have to get my car inspected now I'm actually very good friends with my mechanic so I'm not really worried about it but what if I wasn't good friends with my mechanic what if I didn't have a special relationship with my mechanic where I've sent a whole bunch of people to him without wanting anything in uh, in return and in return this guy is cool with me what if I didn't have that relationship hmm You've been there when you had to get your car inspected and you know your standards for what your car should look like, sound like and drive like or a whole lot different than the person who has the power to shut your car down, has the power to not give you a sticker, has the power to keep your punk ass off the road. Yeah, that's right. If you've had more than one car, if you're over the age of 30 years old, you probably had three or four or five cars by this time. And you know cars. Well, I'm not saying you're a mechanic, but you know cars well enough to know that there are certain problems that are inherent in all cars that are problems, but they're not major problems. And you're not going to fix that crap right now because you don't feel like it. And you pretty much accurately know how much time you really have to even worry about fixing that crap. You ever had your, your your brake squeak just a little teeny bit, like that really low squeak where you're not even really sure if it's a squeak, but you're kind of sure it's a squeak, but you don't know if it's a squeak, but you kind of think maybe it's a squeak? You know damn well you got three weeks to a month on those brakes, and you know you're going to start driving differently. You know you're going to start braking halfway down the block so you don't have to slam on the brakes and eat up that brake pad. You're going to milk that brake pad. You know damn well you're going to milk that brake pad. You don't feel like waiting for some chump to put the brakes on you may even know how to put the brakes on yourself but you don't freaking feel like it i'm gonna get somebody to put them on but i don't feel like doing it right now you know that's what you like you know damn well your check engine light's been on for five months you went under the hood and did your little check that you can do you may not be a motorhead but you know that you can pick up the hood and diagnose most stuff you don't see anything wrong the engine sounds good it's driving good F that engine light is probably just a bad sensor. I'm not going to the dealership and giving them $500 so they can pull the whole thing, the whole front plate off and then tell me, oh, it was just a bad sensor that cost two cents. That'll be nine million. I'm not doing that crap. I'll get the car fixed when it becomes a problem. You know what I'm talking about. You're not going to get that crap fixed. Why should you? Right? 
You don't care if there's black smoke coming out of your back of the car. If the car's driving good and running good and a little black smoke comes out of the back of your car, yeah, I'll get around to fixing it. Besides, the black smoke's back there and I'm up here. I don't really see it. It's really not my problem. I don't care anymore. In fact, if I drive fast enough, you can't even technically tell whether it came from me. How do you know it was from my car? It's like a fart. He who smelt the Delta, maybe that black smart smoke came from your car you nasty bastard you know what I'm saying but just like an audition there comes a time when that person with the power has to go over everything with a fine tooth comb you go to an audition you better wear your best clothes you go to an audition you better whiten your teeth you go to an audition you better be really smooth and professional and have your picture and have your resume and have some people that can vouch for you you better have all that on point you don't walk around with that stuff you don't sometimes you go to the store you don't even brush your teeth you nasty bastard you know what I'm talking about Come on, you're in the house, it's just you, your football game's coming on, you woke up late, you're gonna go, I gotta get a cheesesteak or a hoagie or a sandwich or something like that, and you're going, I'm just going to the store, getting a sandwich, getting a soda, getting some chips, nobody's coming over, it's just me, I know I'm not brushing my teeth, I'm just getting the, because I'm just gonna eat anyway, I'll brush my teeth after I eat, you know you do it. Deodorant? I don't mind my smell. I'm on the only one in the car. I'll just keep my arms down. Don't act like you haven't done that too, you stinking bastards. Come on. But when you go to audition, you better be smelling good. Oh, yeah. Why? Because there's a person with power who's going to be going over you with a fine tooth comb. Oh, yeah. And that's why going to getting your car inspected is just like an audition because that person has higher standards than you do. Yeah, your brakes squeak a little bit and it doesn't bother you. And at that point, it's really not a danger to the public. It's just a notifier in the brake pad letting you know it's about time to start thinking about it. But if you go to the car inspection place and they see that brake pad worn down, even though it's not really a danger to the public, you're not going to get inspected. They're not going to give you a passing grade. Oh, no. Maybe there's a little bit of back smoke coming out of the back of your car like I just said. It's not really that big of a deal, right? Wrong. You're not going to pass the smoke test and you're not going to be able to get your car out and you're not going to get that sticker and you're not going to be able to drive. Oh, no. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, that check engine light, you think that's going to go over well? And guess what? Not only you're not going to pass the inspection, they can't fix it because they don't have the codes there. We just do state inspections. We don't have the code. I'm going to write down on this paper that one of the mandatory, mandatory repairs you're going to have to make, mandatory repairs you're going to have to make, you're going to have to go to the Toyota dealership. Oh, no. And that's what you're worrying about when you're going to go to the car inspection place. What is this person going to think of me? Oh, man. Are my tires good enough? Are my brakes good enough? Oh, no. Do I have enough oil? Do I have enough this? Do I have enough that? Oh, no. Now they have my car and I'm out here and I'm helpless. They're going to look at my car. I don't know. They're going to think of my car. Ha ha. Because that's what happens in an audition. You do your little thing, your little spiel, your little act or whatever the crap you got to do and there's one person who's not even paying attention to you they're on the phone talking to people that are actually generating money for their punk asses and you're not one of them yet
and they record you and now the recording goes off to somebody else in a different city maybe it goes out to los angeles maybe it goes across to new york but it's out of your power now now that performance is just like your car you did what you could with it you fixed your teeth you fixed your this you did you smell good you this that that with the car your tires move these new brakes in there and you send it away and it's out of your hands now. Now that person with the power, the person with the power is looking at your stuff and then making a decision about whether you're good enough to do the role. There's a guy sitting there and he's got tubes and pipes up the pipe of your car and he's looking at the tires with a little gauge and he's squeezing this and poking that and this, that and that. And he's going to decide whether or not you get to drive. Yeah, that's right. Oh, we haven't decided yet on whether or not you're good enough for this show. We, I mean, you're not that you're not great. We just haven't decided whether or not you're right for the show. And you got to sit there powerless. No power. Powerless. No power. While somebody just sits there and goes over you and just looks and pokes and pries to decide whether you're worthy. Yeah, that's right. And then you either get the show or you don't. Your car either passes or it doesn't. And I know some of you are going, that's kind of weird, dude. It's not like a car inspection because a car inspection is different. A car inspection is another thing. The car is another thing. When you audition, it's you they're looking at. Do you have another comparison that's more apropos? Yes, I do. The dentist or the doctor. Oh, yeah, because that's you. You see, say you have to go for a checkup to get a job. They want you to get that checkup. They want to find out whether you're healthy enough to lift those boxes and move this or twist that and get this and move that and twist and pick up and this, that. They want to know. So they send you off to the doctor to get a full exam. Oh, and they give you some time. You're actually working at the job and you think you're doing okay, but they won't let you do any of the stuff that's really important. Why? Because they don't know whether or not you're going to pass the physical. You're still on probation. Oh, yeah. You're on your probation period at the job they haven't decided to move you from temp to perm yet and the only way they're going to decide to move you from temp to perm is by making you go through this exam sucker yeah that's right and they want to check your cholesterol your heart rate to this rate to that rate this that twist that squeeze that poke that, that they want to know all of that crap and you know you got three weeks before the blood test and six weeks before the exam so all of a sudden now you're thinking, well, I'm kind of healthy. And all of a sudden you start going, well, my back just hurt a little bit. But I better not tell them that because if they think my back's hurting, they're not going to think I can work in this file and pick this file and twist that and move this. They're not going to hire me. And you all of a sudden now when you've been sitting on the couch and you've been drinking Slurpees made out of lard and eating grilled cheese sandwiches with double lard and double mayonnaise and all of that crap. Now all of a sudden you decide you want to start having salads. Now all of a sudden you start watching the yoga channels on YouTube and doing downward facing dog in the cobra pose because that's going to take away the 28 to 29 to 30 years of eating like crap that you did right you want to look good for the people right you want to lose some weight right you want your cholesterol numbers to be good last time they checked your cholesterol it was 230 but you know you better put it back down under 190 because you don't know if, if you go to the job and your cholesterol's too high maybe they'll go wait a minute it may cost too much to insure this bastard Oh no. 
So you eat your salads and you drink your water and you work out and the time is clicking away. One week, two weeks, three weeks, now's the day. They stick the needle in your arm, take out the blood and you're hoping you don't see like lard come out there, you fat bastard. Yeah, I said it. And you're hoping that when you go to the doctor's office for the checkup, he or she doesn't take out the note and it says cholesterol level is this and cholesterol level is that and blood level that and sugar level is that. And then inside the notes it says this fat bastard tried to fool you by doing downward facing dog in the cold proposed for three weeks and eating salads and drinking water. But guess what? You ain't fooling nobody. We have a special test called the you ain't fooling us fat boy test. So we know exactly what you were really doing before you got here. So you got to go there and you get your exam and the doctor's poking and prodding. Bend over and pick that up and twist this and move that. And, and you have to go home and he's not going to tell you right there. He can't tell you right there. He's got to send the information to the job and they'll tell you. Oh, no. Once again, it's you this time and the power's out of your hand. You tried to do the best you can. You didn't think anything was wrong with the way you looked or the way you felt or your health. But now they're going to poke and prod and check your blood and all that crap. And now the power's in their hands and not in your hands. Oh, no. What about the dentist? It's the same crap. You know damn well you don't brush your teeth the same way that you normally brush your teeth. You brush your teeth 14 times a day when you go to the dentist. You fake bastard. And all of a sudden you decide you want to start flossing. Why? You never had any problems with your teeth before. You never had any complaints with your teeth before. But now that you know a person who's been looking at teeth all day long for 25 years is going to be staring in your mouth and mentally comparing you to people with perfect teeth and you don't have bad teeth but they're not perfect and this guy's seen perfect teeth he's created perfect teeth he's worked on perfect teeth and yours ain't perfect oh no do I have cal ca uh, uh, cavities I don't know am I gonna have to get a needle am I gonna need a root canal oh no I don't want a root canal I gotta sing in the church oh no I got a big date oh and that's what it feels like to do an audition. You got this person who's arbitrarily checking you over with a fine tooth comb, giving their opinion about how good you are at a certain thing, making their decision. Are you any good? Are you good enough? You think you're good enough? Well, I want to go over you with a fine tooth comb. We're going to find out how good you are. Well, using the case that I was using as an, uh, to describe this, I did send off that tape and I got the job. Oh, yeah. And what was the job? It was a job at a casino doing gigs. And I went there. The person loved the tape. The person loved the audition. I went there. I did the job. I blew that place out 14 straight shows. Came home and I've been booked back since then. Why? Because I'm awesome. But that's what an audition feels like. There's somebody else over and above you looking down. I'll decide whether you can drive your car, whether you've taken good enough a care this car to be on the road with other people. Because these other people are out there driving cars that have passed inspection. But you haven't passed yet, punk. I'll decide whether or not you can get this job, whether you're healthy enough for this job. I'll decide when I look at your notes and talk to the person and talk about the insurance and all of that crap. I'll decide whether you're good enough to be at this job, you bastard. 
But normally, if you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, when you go to an audition, you're either going to get the job or you're not going to get the job. If I didn't happen to have gotten that job, I would have gotten booked at another place. A big deal. When you go to the doctor, the only thing that's going to happen when you go to the doctor is the doctor is either going to be able to help you out or they're not going to be able to help you out. They're either going to be able to give you some medicine that are going to make you better or they're not going to give you medicine that's going to make you better. It doesn't really matter. Either way, you're going to be fine. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You know, same thing with the dentist. They're either going to drill your teeth or they're not going to drill your teeth. They're going to be able to hook your teeth up or not hook your teeth up. Either way, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And with the car thing, that's the even that's the even the weakest of all of them. Either you're either going to pass inspection or you're not going to pass inspection. You're going to be able to drive the car. You're not going to drive the car. Worst case scenario, what's going to happen is they're going to say this is broken and that needs to be fixed. You're going to go get it fixed and then you'll be fine. And that's just the way everything is, right? Most of the time, we always sit there worrying about stuff, and we think something's going to be horrible, and we can't take it, and it's, we can't deal with it. It's awful as the worst. We can't deal with it. It's so bad. It's incredible. Oh, no, I can't handle it. And 99 times out of 100, what happens? We go there, and even if it's bad, it's something we can handle. So it's not really that big of a deal. So those of you that have been written, writing to me and asking me questions about what it's like to do an audition, that's what it's like. You dig? <laughs> segment over all right folks i want to talk to you about something pretty interesting here um old guys do me a favor stop hitting on 20 somethings you're making an ass of yourself okay and i'm not talking about the playful flirting because you know old guys that are really cool that know how to flirt with a young girl without being gross and disgusting without being inappropriate without going across the line those guys all old guys do that and i'm and i'm a middle-aged guy and i do it but the thing is i my flirting is so so cool that I could actually flirt with the girl while her dude's standing right there and he won't be offended. And what do I mean by that? Something like this. Hey, Donna, you look great. Nice dress. Oh, man. Hey, you got an older sister or mama I can get with? Because, I mean, you know, you take him. But I need, I mean, if, if your mama, your sister looks like your older sister, your auntie looks like you, I need to know. And the guy with her is like, ha, 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 ha. And he'll high five me and he won't be pissed off because he knows I'm not here. I'm giving her a compliment, but I'm not trying to move in on her. Well, some dudes just don't get it. I watched this lady sitting at a desk. She's someone that used to, that flirts with me all the time, and I flirt with her, and it's nothing serious. Hey, yes, Anthony, you looking good. You looking good. If I if you were ten years younger, you know. And I'm like, hey, girl, you know, if I was ten years younger, you know, you couldn't handle me. Hee hee hee. And we go about our business, and and that's not, no big deal. Same joke. I love your dimples. Hee hee hee. Well, I love you. I bet my dimples love you, girl. T T T. And we go about our business. No big deal it doesn't even happen all the time sometimes it's like hey that's Anthony hey what's going on girl and we it's, it's not a big deal but these dudes were like around her like a bunch of lions around a gazelle and these dudes were old and they were flirting with her and you can tell the difference between somebody who's really trying to flirt and someone who's just playing around it was obvious that I was just playing around but it was obvious these dudes were actually making a move on her and I'm telling you right now the shit was disgusting it was embarrassing to watch. I'm standing there talking to her and they see her flirting with me and she never flirted with them. She just kind of smiled and played along uh, politely when they did it. And they're just that's my kind of girl. What about me? 23 skidoo. You know, that crap, right? <laughs> you know, throwing in old guy slang and all of that junk. 
So, so she's looking at me like her eyes are basically going, do you believe this bull crap? And I'm looking around at these guys like, dudes, really? Seriously? You're embarrassing yourselves. You know, I mean, it was just it was gross, man. You want to know the level of embarrassment I felt and she felt and anyone that walked by looked at the situation and kind of went, ugh. and what? Do you remember when America, you remember the television program American Idol? I think it's leaving this season, but I'm sure at one point you've all at least seen a couple of them. If you haven't seen the actual competition, I know damn well you watched the part of the show where they did the auditions where they had a whole bunch of people with, who really couldn't sing and who came in in wacky outfits and made idiots out of themselves and there were some people that somebody who comes in and the person looks like a nice person is really delusional about their abilities they're sitting there i'm the greatest singer of all time and the moment they start singing you just want to find out if there's anybody around who has industrial strength duct tape so you could put it across their mouths not only to stop them from singing but to, so you they couldn't hear this you couldn't hear them scream when you kick them in the ass and throw them out of the building horrible you've been there before you mean you know daggone well you've turned off your television or you've turned down your television you've turned down your television you know daggone well you've turned down your television you put your fingers in your ear when you knew something bad was coming you knew this audition was going to be horrible you knew it was going to be bad you felt bad for the person you wanted them to stop you wanted to actually go back in time and find their parents when the person decided they wanted to start singing in the first place and you wanted to have their parents put up on charges of child abuse because you knew daggone well this person had absolutely no singing talent and they were setting themselves up for a life of misery and rejection because even when you're good you get rejected i'm really good at what i do and i get rejected sometimes but i know i'm good and people know i'm good if i sucked at something and i got rejection it's even worse because you don't even know, you know you're not good but this person thinks they're good because their parents lied to them and now they're on television in front of 45 million people and they have a assignment you should go and have your singing teacher should be shot in the face and set on fire while simultaneously being thrown off of a building onto a wood chipper you, you fucking Simon and they run out of the building and 45 million people sit back and laugh well, probably 25 million people sit back and laugh. The other 20 million people have the sound turned down because they know what's coming. That's how embarrassing it was watching these old dudes hit on this young woman who wouldn't give them a time of the day, wouldn't give them the time of day, wouldn't give them a quarter of the time of day. Even when they were young, they wouldn't have been able to get this woman's phone number. But now that they're 100, it's even worse. So. I sit there and I'm watching this crap and I can't, it's not, it's not my place to tell these dudes they're being idiots. I don't want to hurt their feelings. They seem like nice enough guys, but they're just as delusional as the person who shows up on the show who can't sing. You're never going to see this woman naked. You're never going to put your penis in this woman's body. You're never going to kiss this woman. She's not even going to hug you on your birthday. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. But I can't say that. I don't want to hurt these dudes. If she wanted to blast them, she could have said that to them. But she didn't want to hurt their feelings either. She just puts up with their crap. They're harmless but annoying. What old guys have to realize, and I'm a middle-aged guy. I know that I'm entering the part of my life where I'm 
still I have like a couple of years left, maybe three years left where 25 year old women will still bang me because I'm cute. And after that, it's like, um, how many people listen to your podcast now? Huh? Oh, call me when another couple thousand listen, because then you'll be viable as a human. Okay, that's not fair. But you know what I'm saying? At least I have when when you're when you're 50 years old and your woman is 25 years old is either someone who really loves you because you're special or you are. I don't know. You were an R&B singer from the 70s and you got money in the bank. I'm sorry that's the truth. And that's not gender specific. If you're a 50-year-old woman and a 25-year-old is banging the crap out of you, you're either a special type of unique human being or you're a singing star from the 70s with a lot of money in the bank. Come on, let's keep it real, damn it. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast and we talk about the truth here, damn it. But it was embarrassing to watch that crap. Come on. Even I know I'm not, I don't approach women that are 25 years old and hit on them. I wait till they come to me and then I hit on them back after they hit on me. I don't want to embarrass myself and walk over and, hey, girl, how you doing? Um, mm-hmm. hi, sir. Oh, I don't want that. Oh, God, I don't want that. Like, oh, I, I, I know it's going to happen at some point. I, I just don't want it. I don't want some hot woman to call me Mr. S. Oh, God, no. Oh, just the thought of that makes me want to vomit. Oh, God. How you doing, girl? You look good today. Oh, thank you, Mr. S. Oh, God. I'm going to throw up. Are you throwing up because the fact that I called you Mr. S signifies that I find you cute but not attractive enough to have sex with? Pretty much, yeah. But then feel free to vomit because you're getting none of this. Oh, God, that's even worse. Oh, God. You should have let me walk away with my dignity. Oh, God. <laughs> But that's really bad, man. Because people, the people, people, old guys, you gotta realize something, man. And I'm middle-aged guy. Old guys, middle-aged guys, you gotta realize something. When a young woman flirts with you, sometimes you gotta realize sometimes they just, they just, they just think you're kind of cute and they want to make you feel good. They don't really want you. You can't take that crap seriously. Don't you realize, as an old guy, when a young girl flirts with you, don't you realize? It's kind of like somebody. It's kind of like um, the best way to put it. Have you ever seen somebody who, maybe they're a relative of yours, or a friend, or a neighbor, or just somebody on the street who talks about how great the baby is, how great your baby is. Maybe they want to hold the baby. Maybe they want to play with the baby, and all of that kind of crap. Or maybe they just go, oh, "You have a cute baby," and they sit there and they have conversation with you about how cute the baby is, and how great the baby is, and how they wish they had a baby, and how nice it is, and how great it is, and all of that crap. It's the same thing with an old guy. When a young lady says you're cute, you still got it, Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson, you don't still got it. You probably never had it. And even if you did have it, it's been gone so long. The place has been filled with dust and mold spores, sir. You don't got it. She's just trying to make you feel good, punk. Don't you realize that, damn it? Don't you realize you're like a baby to a person that doesn't have a baby? It's all well and good to play with the baby when the baby is going to go away. When the baby is going to leave their house at the end of the day. They don't mind changing a diaper. They don't mind holding the baby in their arms and giving the baby a bottle for a couple of minutes. They don't mind the baby running around the house for an hour or two. But at some point, the baby is going to go away. They don't have the responsibility of the baby. They don't want the responsibility of the baby. In fact, they don't really like the baby after about an hour. And old guys to a young woman, you're just like the baby. 
You're okay in theory. It's okay to play with you for a couple of minutes. But real soon, they're going to want to pick you up and hand you off to somebody else. Which is exactly what that lady did. She was sitting at a table trying to finish a sandwich with a bunch of desperate old dudes straightening their collars and checking their breath in their hands thinking that that's going to improve them enough to make her change her mind about being completely grossed out about the prospect of one of them old sweaty dudes on top of her going, which would never happen. And another lady who was equally attractive came in and started having conversation with her and the old guy started hitting on her too. And the original lady said, "Ask, can I talk to you about something? And she walked me over to the side and she goes, thanks for getting me out of that. And she gave me a peck on the cheek and walked out the door. And that poor lady who was equally attractive and approximately her age had to sit there and now had to be bombarded with a whole bunch of dudes showing pictures of themselves when they were 20 years old wearing zoot suits and talking about how she looks like Betty Boop and all of that crap or whatever old dudes say <laughs> but that is just a really weird thing I know like I said I'm 47 years old and and, and recently, like I said, it was a teenage girl was, was following me around. She's like 19. She might even have been 20. I don't know. Following me around. And it was obviously she, she was she was flirting with me and wanted to get it on. And I'm like, ah, come on, man. I'm not going to do that. Come on. I, don't, I just don't want to embarrass myself like those dudes. I mean, that was I mean, that was really horrible, man. I mean, I remember there was a time when when the, one of the one of the social media sites, somebody, uh, I think I forgot which one it was. They hacked the social media site and they started showing accident pictures, like really, like not like accident pictures, like the car, but accident pictures the way you would have accident pictures if you were the person taking the crime scene photograph. And you know, and you don't want to see that stuff. So it's like when you go on social media on Twitter. Sometimes a person will flood your timeline on Twitter with, uh, you know, war footage, people who are dismembered and in war footage, and people with stuff blown up and ripped up, and you know, people covered with blood and all of that kind of crap. Or, you know, they'll show you know, and you're sitting there going, "Oh, I don't want to see this," but you're forced to see it. Now that's worse, but not by much. Because this was horrible. Even when I saw those horrible pictures and I felt bad, I felt compassion for the person in the picture who got hit by the bus. It was horrible. Oh. But at the very least, that was just a picture. And I could just block those people. The same thing on Facebook. I could just block those people and never see those pictures again. But I usually see this lady a few times a month, and every time I run into this lady at this particular location, it's the same cavalcade of old bastards trying to hit on her sweet, the sweet young bastard, and she's not having any of it. Guys, stop. Please, go home and continue to disappoint your wife. Okay, at least your wife is familiar with your particular special magic of disappointment and she's resigned herself to the fact that you ain't shit and she's okay with it. The last thing you want to do is have this young lady find out that you ain't shit because your wife who's age appropriate for you is not as active on social media. You get it on with one of these 25 year old women if you survive the banging and she's going to do something mean probably not 
intentionally mean, but there'll be a whole meme about you. You don't want to go back to the to you know you're about to retire from your job in a few years, and you don't want your your coworkers, grandchildren to say, "Grandpa, look at this meme about an old guy who can't get it on anymore." It's like, it's a picture of him with a girl, right? And it's like he has like a where his penis would be. They they superimpose a soft rope because they call him rope dick, and it's just like, hey, that's Bill, the guy that works. And then you go, wait a minute, I'm Bill. Hold it. Oh shit, you don't want that. So come on, man. Old dudes, learn how to flirt with a young lady in a way that's not going to make you look like a huge douchebag. Learn how to flirt soft flirting. You look nice, Candy. If I was 40 years younger, tee hee hee. Oh, Mr. Johnson, you're so sweet. Hee hee. If I was 40 years older, tee hee hee. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You have to understand something. In this fantasy, I don't want you 40 years older. You see, the whole idea is us both being young. You know, if I was going to bang an old person, I could just go home. I, I'm trying to fantasize about me getting it on with you. <laughs> you know, but that was the boy. That was really, that was, it was horrible watching that. It was just so embarrassing watching a bunch of old dudes act like 12 year old boys who are hanging around the 12 year old girl who came back you know came back from summer vacation with breasts you know what i mean you, you know you remember when you were that age you know it's like everybody every you know you're all you're all boys and everything and you, <laughs> your voice is like that and you you pull the pigtails and she pulls and she punches you she's a tomboy and then she comes back all of a sudden she's got triple f breasts and you're going holy crap i don't even <laughs> and you your whole 13 or 12 year old life is ruined because you see them things and you got punched her in the chest last I, and now I, now I don't want to punch him in the chest I want to oh man and you don't know what to do because you're 12 and the same thing happens to the girls this little squirt punk you know he, he was four inches taller than him and you pushed him down and he comes back now he's 5'10 he's four inches taller than you he's got muscles all of a sudden and you're going oh crap I remember when I pushed him in his chest but now and you know what I'm talking about and it's the same thing with old dudes man you know, you come back, you go to, you go home to your wife or you go home to your husband, old ladies. Cause it's the same thing with old ladies. Don't act like you don't do the same crap. I've seen old ladies flirting with young dudes. You know damn well that young dude don't want your ass. Calm down. So I want to make sure that this isn't gender specific. Old dudes and old women, stop it. Let the young person flirt with you first. And please know that it's playful flirting. They're not interested in taking you on a trip to Bang City. They just want to, they just think you're nice and they want to make your day. So calm down. Now, I want to preface this by saying that when all, when young women hit on me, they mean it. It's, it's that, that none of that applies to me. Every 20 something that hits on me at Rite Aid really does want to get it on with me. You know, when they say my dimples are cute, they're not just saying that to make the middle aged guy feel better and maybe buy another box of Tic Tacs. It's not, they're not trying to upsell me to the bigger box of Tic Tacs. They actually think my dimples are cute. It's so it's different for me than you losers. <laughs> Go along with my delusion if you really love me, damn it. Save <laughs> it over. All right, folks, let me tell you something. You got to be careful who you hang around. You got to realize that if you're going to have friends around you, 
you know, I always say that your world is like it's like, it's like follows you around like a like an ozone layer. It just kind of travels with you. And if anybody's going to come in contact with your personal ozone layer, you got to make sure they know what the deal is. You got to make sure they understand what the rules are. You got to understand their rules and they got to understand your rules. And that way there's no conflict. You understand, you know, the friend that is that's a hothead. And, you know, when you're hanging around with the hothead friends, you keep the hothead friend from hothead situations you know the friend that's going to try to bang somebody that's going to try to bang women that he shouldn't try to bang and you make sure you keep him out of bang banging the wrong banging situations you know what i'm talking about when you have your dudes you get it you know and especially if they're going to be in your house all the time you gotta make sure if they're going to be around you gotta make sure you set it up and you school these chumps on how to behave in certain situations so you don't have to be worried about them or they won't mess up anything that's going on around you and i say that for one reason and one reason only in my in my, in my like I'm, I'm okay where i am right now but when i was a lot younger i lived in some horrible horrible neighborhoods horrible neighborhoods i lived in a neighborhood where it's literally and this is not a, i'm not saying this in jest where literally the people in would actually send doctors from around the country and doctors that were going to be doctors overseas in war zones they would send them to the er's in this particular city because there were so many gunshots in the city so many people with bullets in their asses in the city that they actually had the ability to give these people more practice on dealing with bullet wounds and i lived in that neighborhood me and everybody was getting shot people were getting shot so often that literally no joke if you heard gunshots you could tell which direction the bullets were going in you would stop for a moment and go that's two blocks away bop, 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 bop. not they're shooting in the north the west that's not coming in our direction no kidding no joke i'm not kidding about that that's how bad it was eventually i upgraded to a neighborhood where you were just getting robbed doing a lot of violence you may get your ass whipped but for the most part the only thing you had to worry about was getting robbed meaning having your place broken into and if you have a choice between one or the other one area where you get an opportunity to have multiple bullets in your ass and another area where you come home and maybe your tires weren't on your car i'm going to take the tires on the car yes it's experience it's, it's expensive to replace car tires it's expensive to replace your television but i got news for you you can't go to best buy and get a liver you can't go to best buy and get a you know and get a kidney because there's six bullets in it you can't do that crap i'm sorry so i lived in this neighborhood and i had my friends come over now most of my friends were pretty hip they knew what the deal was we knew that if we were having a super bowl party whatever you do Bring in the big screen television through the backyard. None of the cri the criminals were always kind of out front on the porch. It was like watching people case each other's apartment. I'm like, what are you going to do? Go across the street and rob a guy that just robbed you? All you're going to do is eventually just have all of the contents from your house and his house and all of the contents from his house and your house. You might as well just walk across the street, exchange keys, and sit on each other's porch, you dumb bastards. So I told my friends, don't bring anything valuable into the front of the house. The crooks are in the front. No one's in the back. 
don't do it. So when we brought, they brought over a big screen TV, they took it in in the back. We didn't even talk about the Super Bowl party. You never did that crap. You know, we had friends that had expensive cars. We're like, nah, 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 we'll pick you up. And then we, whoever had the worst car would pick everybody up and you'd bring your bum ass car there. And if your car got ripped off, we'd all chip in. And that's how bad it was. I'm not kidding. And one of the things I know around, around the neighborhood was people were getting robbed so often that you literally would have to sit back and think about, do I want to buy that? Do I want to buy that new television? I mean, if I buy that new television, I might as well just put it on the porch in the box and leave it there because it ain't going to be in the house for long. You know, do I really want to buy that computer? I might as well just use the computers at the library. You know, I might as well do that because if I have the computer in the house, it ain't going to be in there long. I might as well just walk out to the porch, put it on the porch and hand it to somebody. It was that bad. So what started to happen was people would literally... You know, start giving people a couple of bucks just to drive by the house, walk into their homes. And this is embarrassing that I lived in a neighborhood like this. They were or a little little area. They would actually have relatives just stop over to their house and walk around that house a couple of times a day just so the crooked bastards would think somebody was in there. Just so peep the house wouldn't be alone or empty long enough for these pieces of crap to break into the house to get crap. That's embarrassing. I'm ashamed of the people in that neighborhood because not the people themselves who were getting robbed but i'm ashamed of the criminals in that neighborhood that was so bad that you literally had to do that you could have made a nice chunk of money you know there were dudes who were doing paper routes you know these these dudes could have actually made more money if they had a ring of keys and just used the same car to deliver the paper whenever you deliver a paper take the key off the ring and just walk around the house for 15 minutes and keep doing that until 7 30 when everybody was home so none of these bastards could break into your house and take your crap so I fell into that also. I had somebody kind of go around my apartment, my place, and they made just to make sure that there was look like somebody was always in there. But what started to happen was because I'm a comedian, because of my schedule, because my hours were weird, I didn't always have somebody that could go into my house at a time when you when 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 it was necessary. So I had to be I had to have a little ingenuity there. I had to think on my feet. I had to start doing things like. And God, this is so dumb. It worked. It shows you how dumb the criminals in that area were. I literally, when I was going away, I was driving away or leaving for any length of time. What I would do is I would literally, as I was walking out of the house, pretend I was talking to somebody. Hey, make sure you clean that carpet. Make sure you don't fuck up the blah, blah, blah. Whatever kind of thing you would yell at somebody that was close enough to you that they would be, they would think someone was in the house. Or if I forgot to do that and I was outside and I saw the dudes looking around. I'd look up at the window and wave to my apartment window and wave and make hand motions as if I was telling the person I'll be right back or that they better do something. You know, like you point, move that and get you, you make sure you put your thumbs up like, yeah, that's what I meant. There's nobody up there. Right. Because the people that didn't do that, the people that like me who didn't have anyone to watch their apartment or watch their house or whatever, who didn't do that, they would look outside and as they were pulling off to go to work, you could actually see the criminals stretching and warming up by making that, moving their hands apart far enough to carry an imaginary television and they would imagine, you would see them actually practicing passing an imaginary television back and forth and loading it onto an imaginary truck to warm up for the robbery that was absolutely going to happen the second your punk ass got too far away to come back and catch him. That's the kind of neighborhood that crap was. Yeah, I said it.
<laughs> so one day I'm doing it and I have a friend of mine with me. We're going to do a gig together. And this is what I'm talking about. You got to have friends that get it. You got to have friends that know when to shut up. You got to have friends that know not to talk when not to talk and when to it's just friends that know. So we're walking out of the house and this guy's walking with me. Maybe we can do the show, man. It's going to be great. And I look at him and I forgot to tell him. My other friends knew what I was doing. My other friends would go along with it. Sometimes if I was out in the car and I, and they would, I didn't feel like going back up the steps, they'd go, yeah, man, I told them to stay in there until we get back. And they would do that. They knew it. They got it. But this new guy... Oh, because he was added to the crew late. I didn't know. I didn't remember that I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him the secret of how to keep my place unbreakable. He comes down the steps after me and I'm motioning to the window and he's going, who you waving at? Ain't nobody in there. Shut up. Yeah, my friend Bill's in there. Bill, we don't have any friends named Bill. Will you shut the fuck up? Right, and I'm actually, you know, how you do that thing where you're whispering, but you're, you're talking out the side of your mouth so loud enough so the person can hear you, but the people who are watching you can't hear you, and he's still not getting it. Well, you shut the fuck up. Why are you telling me to shut the fuck up? I'm just trying to, you, I, I mean, I, I wanted you to know that there's nobody in there because I didn't want you to think that there was somebody in your apartment. I mean, come on, man, I was right in there. I was right in there just a minute ago, man. You know, remember when you told me to go upstairs and turn off your big screen TV and make sure your expensive laptop was. And I'm looking back and you see the you see you, you, you're looking at the damn criminals across the street. And you ever seen one of those cartoons where all of a sudden you have like the, uh, the, the the cat is starving to death and he looks at the mouse and the mouse starts to look like a hamburger and he starts drooling. And you can see these crook bastards drooling all over the place. Can't wait for me to drive away so they could take my shit because of this dumb bastard. <laughs> You know, and I was like, oh, my God, this guy's an idiot. What a dope. And that's why you have to have signals. You got to have people around you to get it. You got to have people around you that understand when they need to shut the hell up and when they need to be cool and when they need to not say anything. So I couldn't even leave. I actually had to go back in the house and call a friend of mine. I said, listen, this jackass, you know, he says, and I told him the story. He goes. Oh, no, he did. And I said, yes. I said, did you do the hand wave thing? Yeah. And then what happened? And then I said, and he said, Bill's not in it. Oh, God, I'll be right over. And I had to have another friend come over and go in the house and wait there so that people wouldn't rob my shit. Bastards. And that's why I was thinking about it, man. Sometimes you got to have people around you that just know what the deal is. They know when to shut up. They know when not to talk. You got to pick your friends wisely. I got a good crew of friends now. Like all the friends, like that guy's long gone. Thank God, the guy was a big dope. I had a few friends. I talked about it before. I had a few friends that just, you know, they they weren't they weren't savvy enough, you know, to be around. They weren't savvy enough to know when not to talk. That guy was just a complete moron, you know. But I mean, like I said, I've been I've been in some really tough neighborhoods, and I know. That you got to protect yourself at all times. You know, I've been in relationships like that. You've been, you've all been in relationships like that where you have to protect yourself at all times. I don't want to be in that kind of relationship. I don't want to be in a friendship where I got a guy who's an idiot. And I don't want to be in one of those romantic relationships where you feel like you're a punt returner. Where you always got to keep your eyes on a swivel because you never know when you messed up. You never know when you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> I guess that's why so many marriages end in divorce. 
because we all you know we be uh we don't use the right criteria to pick the person we're going out with oh nice ass i'll marry you nice chest i'll marry him and then you realize the person shouldn't have been in your ozone layer in the first place. Ain't nothing but a bunch of fluorocarbons. That's what they are. That poison. They're a goddamn aerosol can being sprayed in the air. Yeah, I said it. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do, right? I don't know. But I've been fortunate. I've, I've, been, I've been fortunate to pick good people to be around me now. Like right now, I live in a neighborhood where I don't really necessarily have to worry too much about getting robbed. So I don't have to wave at the damn window when I walk away from the house anymore. I don't have to do that crap. There's no reason for it. I have a big recorder by the door with the sound of a pit bull ripping a guy's throat out. And it plays on a loop. I'm starting to think either my neighbors know that it's on a on a loop or I got some really dumb neighbors who think I got there's a, a pit bull that is constantly eating people necks. I mean, how dumb you got to be? Well, that pit bull's been killing that guy for years. Yeah. You know, what's really amazing that time when they were making that movie around the block and they cut off the power. And at that exact moment, your pit bull abruptly stopped ripping that guy's throat out. Yeah, he, he really, you know, when it's dark inside the house, he, he likes to stop killing victims when it, when it's dark and then when the power came back on he actually it was, it was almost as if the ripping sound had continued from the moment bef when the light went out yeah he's the dog has a good memory and he remembers the exact part of the neck he wanted to chew on the, the people that came he, he's a smart dog it's, but it's definitely not a recording of a guy of a dog ripping some dude up for breaking into the house it's definitely not that there really is a dog in there <clears throat> Even though you've never actually seen the dog or seen me take any kind of dog food into the house and you've actually been into the house and seen no uh, no evidence of a dog being there and you actually saw a big giant recorder bolted to the wall that said dog sound effect of dog ripping dudes throat out for breaking into the house. Which is really kind of a coincidence that, that the people before me would put that there. <clears throat> Even though in real life I actually do have a dog, but I, I like to keep the dog hidden. <laughs> You're not buying that, are you? <laughs> but, you know, I now live, like I said, I now live in a good place. And uh, I don't have to worry about that too much. Now, I don't even know why I said that, because now that now that I said this, I'm going to be podcasting next week with a fucking cassette recorder. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a happening. I'm uh, doing a podcast on some bullshit cassette recorder. Remember last week on episode 190 when I was talking about how nice the neighborhood I was in and I know it was getting ripped the fuck off. Well, I got news for you. I shouldn't have said that shit. Uh, I'm actually recording this on a cassette recorder and uh I'm uploading this on DSL, which is why it took nine years for this fucking thing to get up online. And I really should stop jinxing myself. It's complete bullshit that the bastards came in. And then I came in the house and I was like, and they, that, that was, remember that recorder that I had on the wall that said pit bull ripping the dude's throat out. They actually stole that shit. And they bastards put in a tape called dudes laughing at you for thinking that bullshit would work. And it was a recording of dudes laughing at me saying, ha ha ha. We knew there was no pit bull. Ha ha ha. We got your shit. I know I'm just bad enough that they took my stuff and made me have to record this podcast on the cassette recorder. But I didn't really appreciate them putting that fake recording of them laughing at me. That was just, that was rubbing salt in the wound. Those bastards. <laughs> So, 
what I'm trying to say is you got to be real careful who you keep around you. Because if you surround yourself with douchebags and people that just don't get it, you'll wind up with a bunch of people who are douchebags and just don't get it around you. So don't do that. Do what I do. Sound your, surround yourself with thousands and thousands of beautiful bastards. You beautiful bastards. A segment over. Alright folks, I'm going to admit something to you. And I know you're going to ridicule me for it. And I don't care. I know that I got a bunch of emails from you bastards. Even though I love you bastards. I got a bunch of email from you bastards. I'm still getting email from people. From that, from my... Uh, giving me a hard time because of my tuna hoagie recipe if you haven't heard my episode about tuna hoagies just go to one of the websites that go to uh, uh itunes or stitcher or tuna whatever whatever you listen to my podcast on scroll down a little bit and not too long ago i did an episode about how i like my tuna hoagies and i really didn't think it was that big of a deal i thought it was a funny story i thought my beautiful bastards would enjoy it but i didn't think my beautiful bastards would turn into ridiculing bastards and start ridiculing Ridiculing me because of my tuna hoagie recipe. And just to teach you bastards a lesson, I'm going to have one tomorrow. I don't even want one, but I'm going to have one tomorrow just because you bastards. I gave you that email address so you can tell me that you like the show. And you do do that, but I didn't say anything about you bastards going, I think your show's great. I love your podcast. I refresh on Monday nights just to make sure I can be the, one of the first people to see your podcast. I refresh my thing all the, just to make sure I can be one of the first and I tell my friends about your podcast and I quote your podcast I think you're hilarious I can't wait till you go back and start doing stand up again because I'll be your first in line to get tickets but your hoagie recipe is fucking stupid well let me tell you something I ignore the part at the end. Yeah, that's right. Well, I will cut and paste your emails and chop out the part where you diss my hokey. Yes, I know 90% of the part of the of what you said was complimentary and I love you for it and thank you very much and you're one of the reasons I continue to do the podcast and it makes me feel great to know that wonderful human beings love the podcast and that they love me too and they know that I love them and I really do love my beautiful bastards. But shut up about my hoagies, you bastards. I like my tuna hoagies with pepper jack cheese. I like a little mayo on one side, a little spicy mustard on the other side, lettuce, tomatoes, onions, sweet peppers. And that's right, I put barbecue sauce on it. Yeah, and I'm not ashamed of it. So, yes, I got your ridiculing emails, you bastards. Some of that shit was funny. But I tell you what, you people haven't tried it yet, so shut up. Go out there and try it and then write me back. Don't write me ridiculing my damn sandwich when you haven't even had it. I gave you the recipe. If you get your bread, you roll, you put a little mayo on one side, you put spicy mustard on the other side, you put the pepper jack cheese down, you put the tuna fish on top of that, you put the lettuce, the tomatoes, the onions, the sweet peppers, and then on top of it all, barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah.
That being said, my friends, don't think just because you beautiful bastards don't know anything about good eating that I don't love you. I do. All I'm saying is don't knock my hoagie until you tried it, you bastards. You understand King Bastard has spoken and I'm speaking to you, my loyal subjects. Try the hoagie. And then when you try the hoagie, Either email me how much you love it or tweet me about how much you love it. It doesn't matter which one you do. But all I ask you to do is just try it before you diss it. Yeah, I said it. Mini segment over. Okay, everybody, thank you very much. This has been episode number 190 of the S. Anthony Says podcast, starring yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas. And I want to thank you guys very, very much for hanging out with me for another hour again and giving me some of your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for the shout outs and all of that kind of stuff and, and the kind words. I really, really appreciate it. Now, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor and actually I'm going to ask you to do me several favors, damn it. That's right. I'm King Bastard and you are all my beautiful bastards. And I think it's okay if I ask you guys to do me a favor, right? Yes, it's right. All th- several thousand of us, even though we sound like one guy, we agree that we should do you so do you a favor. Why, thank you thousands of people listening to me. I really appreciate that. It's amazing how you sounded like me doing a really bad high voice (laughs) just do me these favors damn it first of all i want to thank you for what you've already done i want to thank you guys for being very very loyal and listening to me every week i really appreciate it i do see you and i appreciate you i wanted to say hello to the new listeners in canada new listeners in great britain new listeners in australia hello thank you for coming aboard and do what the yanks here are doing do me a favor Do what they're doing and tell your friends, spread the word, retweet, reblog. If you love the show, let everybody know. Uh, Do me a favor. If you listen to me on whatever podcatcher you're listening to me on, whether it be Stitcher or iTunes, whatever you're listening to me on, if there is a place where you can rate the show, please do that. It really helps out a lot if you love the show, if you let everybody know. It's a cool thing to do, and I would really appreciate it if you did that. That would be really, really cool stuff. Also, if you're not following me on Twitter, Get to following Dagnabbit. Follow me specifically on Twitter at at SAnthonyThomas. Follow the podcast on Twitter at at SAnthonySays. And for those of you that are new, and I know the old people always give me a hard time, we know what the email address is, man. Why do you keep saying it, man? Because there are new people coming along every week because of you, because of your kindness, because of how cool you are spreading the word. And for those of you that do not know what the email address is, the email address is the SAnthonySays podcast at gmail.com i'd love to hear your kind words and all the coolness i really appreciate it and of course devotional speeches and poems about how much you love me are always accepted (laughs) and that's all i'm listening to understand because all i'm listening to is the compliments if any one of y'all says something negative i just completely ignore it yeah that's right better not anyway In all seriousness, thank you very much for for being uh, loyal listeners and being really, really cool people. I do really, really love all my beautiful bastards, and I look forward to hearing from you. And I'm going to talk to you again next week because that's what I do. Much love to everybody all over the world who are listening to this. 
Thank you for everything. And I will see you next week. So what I'm going to do now is say what I say at the end of every show. You know what I'm going to say. And it would be really cool if somewhere, wherever you are in the world, whatever time you're listening to this, whether you're downloading it um, or whether you're listening to it in your car or on a treadmill or mowing the lawn or wherever you're doing, you know what I'm about to say. And I'm going to say it on three. Say it with me. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out. time.